Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, October 17th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. As always, we're going to get it started with MLB baseball because we are in the MLB playoffs. And man, it has been a crazy round one just to begin with. So to start off the playoffs for round one, we had the Mariners at the Astros and the Mariners were up seven to five in the ninth inning when Alvarez came up to bat. His whole family was in Houston watching this game and it was perfect timing because Alvarez smashed a three run home run to have the walk-off win for the Houston team. So the Astros go up 1-0 in the series. The two teams didn't play again until Thursday when Alvarez home run again, and the Astros took the series lead 2-0. They won that game pretty normal. And the third game, you can say anything but normal, as the Mariners had to win it on Saturday to keep the series alive, but literally in one of the longest playoff games in all of MLB history, the Astros finally got one run in the 18th inning, and Houston sweeps. The next one, Raves and the Phillies game was super close, but the Philadelphia team edged out Atlanta 7-6 to take the series lead one zip. The next day, the Braves didn't let the Phillies put a run up on the board, evening the series to 1-1. One and one. Game three was also a blowout by the Phillies, routing the Braves 9-1, to one, and that trend continued on into Saturday when the Phillies beat the Braves out of the National League Championship Series game by winning the game for 8-3. That is a pretty big upset as the Braves won a lot more games during the regular season than the Phillies did, so that was a nice big upset. The Guardians have also been on a hot streak, but the Yankees won game one, 4-1. to one. Game two was postponed due to weather, but when they did play, the Guardians took the win in the 10th inning, and Cleveland also won game three in a close one, 6-5. to five. The whole time, the series has been close, so it's not surprising that the Yankees took game four to take the series to a winner-take-all game five, which was supposed to be played tonight, Monday night, to decide the final spot 
in the playoffs. However, literally just breaking news that the game has been postponed. They will now play tomorrow on Tuesday. In the final matchup, the Dodgers looked like the best team in the league starting fast against the Padres, winning game one, five to three. No surprise there as they were the favorites for the World Series in the entire regular season. Well, then the Padres came back fighting in game two, though, to win with the same score, five to three, despite having less hits than the Dodgers. The Padres pitcher Snell then led the Padres to game three's win as well to take the series lead. The Dodgers may, like I said, may have been the favorite to win the World Series all season long, but they were upset by the Padres and are now out. So the Padres move on to the championship series round and the Dodgers go home. Moving straight along to NCAA football as week seven was absolutely, there were amazing, incredible games this weekend, eight losses in the top 25, and there were undefeated matchups in the SEC, the Big 12, and the Big 10. But we're going to start with the biggest one. So the stage was set, the SEC undefeated matchup of number three, Alabama, who looked vulnerable last week against unranked Texas A&M and Texas earlier in the season. And number six, Tennessee, who hadn't beaten Alabama in 15 years. That is 5,838 days in between the last time the Vols beat Alabama. And the stage was set. Like I said, Tennessee got off to a fast start. Alabama was down 18 points at one point during the game and had a school record 17 penalties during the game. That was resulting in 130 yards for the Vols. However, it still came down to the final seconds when Alabama missed a field goal, but Tennessee did not miss theirs. The Vols take the win 52-49, to and before Bama starts making excuses, Bryce Young was in the game. That is their Heisman quarterback, so that is not a built-in excuse. Undefeated number seven, USC faced number 20, Utah at home. It was a close game with Utah scoring with only 48 seconds left, but they had a decision to make. They either kick the point after or the point extra point, that's just one point, and go into overtime, or you go for the two-point conversion and the win. Well, the Utes decided to go for it. They're at home. They were feeling it. They went for the win with a QB run. And it was successful. And thus, the Trojans take their first loss of the season. The Big 12 undefeated matchup was number eight, Oklahoma State versus number 13, TCU. And it certainly lived up to the hype, just like the SEC one did. The Cowboys were up 17 points and TCU's quarterback, Max Duggan, went out of the game at one point. But the Horned Frogs rallied to tie the game and send it into overtime. Then TCU's quarterback came back in the game and took the Horned Frogs to win in double overtime. The Big Ten undefeated matchup was quite the opposite of the other two and was super boring because number five, Michigan, put the beat down on number 10 Penn State to win convincingly 41 to 17. It was actually close at half with Penn State actually scoring a decent amount of points, but they were done after that and Michigan was not. Number 15, NC State struggled without their starting quarterback, Devin Leary. Number 18, Syracuse did beat the Wolfpack 24-9. They are now still undefeated. Number 22, Kentucky got their quarterback, Slovis, back, and it showed. They upset number 16, Mississippi State, 27-17. Number 19, Kansas, with their backup quarterback, felt the wrath of a 
desperate Oklahoma team who had zero touchdowns last week, but I digress. I will not talk about that week anymore. But their starting quarterback was back, and the offense just looked so rejuvenated, and the Sooners won 52-42. to Still some work on defense to do. Number 25, undefeated James Madison did finally lose to Georgia Southern by a touchdown. And then also losing, it was undefeated and unranked Coastal Carolina. The last winless team in the FBS got a W this week, but we still have six teams that are undefeated. So that's always when you kind of know it's a good season. Another headline was on Sunday, if you weren't watching Sunday Night Football, you could have been watching 60 Minutes. I don't usually mention new shows, but on Sunday night, the Jacksonville State head coach, Deion Sanders, was on there. And I'm not going to go into the whole 60 Minutes, but major takeaway was that he is not, I repeat, not interested in any NFL jobs, but he did say he would entertain a Power 5 head coaching job. The question is, which one? So this is the major implications that this will have on college football. Auburn seems to be a school that gets thrown around a lot because I think they've got the money to support it. They're also an Under Armour school, which Dion has a lot of connections there. But they also haven't fired their coach yet. So more to come on that, I am sure. I'm sure the rumors will be swirling now as well on where Dion could be tempted to go. Moving along to NFL week six, only had six games that were within a touchdown this week. The Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota threw three touchdowns in the win, 28 to 14 over the 49ers. QB Zappi and the Patriots got another W this time against the Browns, 38 to 15. Zappi's doing a great job over there with Bill Belichick. The Colts had a prolific second quarter and fourth quarter to take the win over the Jags, 34 to 27. Speaking of those same quarters, the Vikings and the Dolphins also only scored in those quarters during their close game. Minnesota won that 24-16. to The Bengals finally got a break, beating the Saints 30-26. to Tom Brady and the Bucks had to go for the two-point conversion to tie the game in its final seconds, but the Steelers batted it down to take the W. 20 to 18. The Panthers were leading at half and looked to be going to win. But they were done scoring after that, and the Rams were not. So L.A. won that game 24-10. to The Bills fumbled on their first drive of a tight game against the Chiefs, and it did come down to the final minutes. The Bills scored the go-ahead touchdown with 4.23 left to go in the game, but that left a lot of time for Mahomes to go and score. However, the defense took care of that with an interception to end the game. The last undefeated team faced the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. The Eagles scored 20 points in the second quarter alone, and basically that was all they needed. Well, that and they did have three interceptions to help. So nice job by the defense, and they did beat the Cowboys. They are now 6-0. and oh. Speaking of the Cowboys, though, quarterback Dak Prescott is planning to come back against the Lions next week. This was coming back from that fractured thumb injury that he's been out for weeks because he went through surgery. But the Cowboys have not been left in the dumps, though, as Cooper Rush has won the last four games before the Eagles last night. In the golf world, the Zozo Championship was played in Japan, thus the time being so off for United States and trying to watch that made it very difficult. 
and man, was it worth a trip for Keegan Bradley. He finished one shot ahead of Ricky Fowler and Andrew Putnam. It did get a little dicey after he bogeyed two of the final five holes, but after the birdie on 17, Bradley took a two-shot lead going into the final fairway. Although he won the PGA Championship in 2011, Bradley has only won five PGA Tour titles in his career, despite going pro in 2008. This was Bradley's first win since 2018, the BMW Championship. That is 1498 days between wins. So needless to say, he was very emotional when he called his wife after the win. And in another teary-eyed win, Brooks Kepka won the final individual event on the inaugural Live Tour in Jeddah. Kepka has battled injuries since his last win at the Waste Management Phoenix Open in February of 2021. He said in his interview afterwards that he didn't know if his career was over at that point, and it's been a rough two years. The four-time major champion earned $4.75 million for this win, also because his team won, so that's a little bit of the extra money there. The Live Golf Series will end later this month with the team finale in Miami, with the winner getting $50 million. We do have a little bit of Olympic sports this week. Also, German Carl Lutz Long got second in the long jump to Jesse Owens in the 1936 Berlin Olympics. His silver medal sold for $488,000, making it the most valuable silver medal ever. Long was killed in World War II fighting for the German army in 1943. Lutz Long is known for his friendship with Jesse Owens during those games, which was a huge risk at those times. The 1936 Olympics was basically Nazi propaganda, and yet Long and Owens came out arm in arm. It is well documented that Owens and Lutz had a great relationship and friendship after the games ended until obviously his death in 1943. The previous record for a silver medal sold was under $100,000, so quite a big difference this time. And then Boston was just announced as the host for the 2025 Figure Skating World Championships. This will be the last Worlds before the 2026 Italy Olympics. Boston also hosted the 2016 Figure Skating Worlds. All right, now that you're caught up with what happened over the last week, let's go over what to watch this upcoming week. And of course, we have to start with the MLB offseason. Again, today, Monday, was supposed to be the American League Division Series Game 5 between the Guardians and the Yankees. That was supposed to be tonight at 7 p.m. That has now been postponed to tomorrow. That will be at 3.07 p.m. on TBS. That series is tied, and the winner will go on to the championship series. The National League Championship Series Game 1 will be on Tuesday night between the Phillies at the Padres at 7.03 on Fox Sports 1. Wednesday, you can catch the National League Championship Series Game 2, Phillies at the Padres at 3.35 on Fox Sports 1, followed by... Probably. I say probably because they might postpone that depending on whoever makes it, although I doubt it at this point. The American League Championship Series will begin Wednesday night. Game one, which will be either the Guardians or the Yankees at the Astros at 637 p.m. on TBS. Then Thursday, we'll have game two of that series again at the Astros at the same time, 637 p.m. on TBS. 
Friday, you can catch the National League Game 3, Padres at the Phillies this time at 6.37 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Saturday, catch both games in action with the American League starting Game 3, Astros at TBD at 4.07 p.m. on TBS. And then the National League Game 4, Padres at the Phillies at 6.45 on Fox. Sunday, both games, both leagues will be in action as well with National League Game 5 Padres at the Phillies at 137 on Fox Sports 1. That is if it's necessary and I actually misspoke last week. The previous series, the division series was actually out of 5. This will be out of 7. So Game 5 if necessary will be on Sunday for the National League and the American League Game 4 will be the Astros at TBD at 607 on TBS. Also this week, we have the NBA coming back. Season begins Tuesday at the 76ers at the Celtics at 6.30 on TNT, followed by the Lakers at the Warriors in a star-studded game at 9 on TNT. Wednesday, you can catch the Knicks at the Grizzlies at 6.30 on ESPN, followed by the Mavericks at the Suns at 9. Thursday, catch the Bucks at the 76ers at 6.30 on TNT, and then the battle for LA with the Clippers at the Lakers at 9 o'clock on TNT. Friday, the Celtics will play at the Heat at 6.30 on ESPN, and then the Nuggets at the Warriors at 9. For college football week eight, we've got a lot of good matchups this week as well with five ranked first ranked matchups, including number 14 undefeated Syracuse at number five undefeated Clemson that they will play Saturday at 11 a.m. on ABC game day will be at number 10 Oregon facing number nine UCLA that they will play at 2:30 on Fox. Number 20, Texas, will play at the newly defeated number 11, Oklahoma State, also at 2.30 on ABC. Number 24, Mississippi State, will play at number 6, Alabama, at 6 o'clock on ESPN. And number 17, Kansas State, will play at undefeated number 8, TCU, at 7 o'clock on Saturday in the game of the Purple in the Big 12 on Fox Sports 1. Moving on to NFL tonight, Monday Night Football will be the Broncos at the Chargers at 7.15 on ESPN. Don't know if y'all like it, but Thursday night is always on Prime Video. This week will be the Saints at the Cardinals at 7.15. Sunday, you can catch seven games at the noon time slot on Fox or CBS. The Fox games are the Falcons at the Bengals, the Packers at the Commanders, the Bucks at the Panthers, or the Giants at the Jags. CBS games are the Lions at the Cowboys, which will no doubtedly be on in my area, the Colts at the Titans, and the Browns at the Ravens. For 3.05 on CBS, you can either have the Jets at the Broncos or the Texans at the Raiders, followed by 3.25 on Fox, either the Seahawks at the Chargers for a quick turnaround for them or the Chiefs at the 49ers. Sunday Night Football will be the Steelers at the Dolphins at 7.20 on NBC. Tua is expected to make an appearance in that game and to start, so that is a new thing that came out as of this past week. Monday, for Monday Night Football this next week, so not today, but a week from now, will be the Bears at the Patriots at 7.15 on ESPN. The PGA Tour then has the CJ Cup starting on Thursday, round one. You can catch that at 2 p.m. on Golf Channel. The CJ Cup is usually played over in South Korea. However, it will be in South Carolina this year for some reason. Round two will be on Friday at the same time, Saturday, round three, same time at 2 on Golf Channel, and Sunday for the final round at 2 on Golf Channel. 
We also have hockey this week, and I'm only going to hit on the ones that are on mainstream TV. So Tuesday, you can catch the Flyers at the Lightning at 6 on ESPN, followed by the Kings at the Predators at 8.30. Wednesday, the Flyers at the Panthers at 6.30 on TNT, followed by the Blues at the Kraken at 9. Then we have some games on Hulu, but finishing out the week, the Sunday night will be the Ducks at the Red Wings at 4 on ESPN. Also, this week will be Formula One comes to the United States with the United States Grand Prix at the Circuit of the Americas. You can catch that at starting at 1.30 on ABC and at 2 on ESPN. That will be on Sunday. We do have some Olympic sports as well with the ISU Skate America figure skating. That will be on TV on Friday for the pair short and the men's short program. That will be at 6.30 p.m. on USA. And then Saturday, you can catch the free for the pairs and the men's, the free program at 7 on USA. I actually do want to hit on some soccer games this time because we are in the MLS playoffs and they start tonight. So Monday night, the NYC FC at Inter Miami at 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 1, followed by FC Dallas versus Minnesota United at 8.30 also on Fox Sports 1. Then the playoffs don't continue until Thursday, Philly Union versus FC Cincinnati at 7 on Fox Sports 1, and then LAFC versus LA Galaxy at 9.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Again, another battle for LA. Then Sunday night, we will have the CF Montreal versus New York FC at noon on ESPN, followed by Austin FC versus TBD at 7 p.m. on ESPN. That is Sunday. So I did want to just hit on that just because the MLS, this is playoffs. So these are not just regular season games, but there are plenty more going on and other games going on. So check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports for that. Man, what a great week in sports. You've got the basketball people are happy with the NBA coming back. Baseball people are happy with playoffs. I don't know how you can't be happy with college football because it was a crazy week last week and a great week this week, even with all the buys. So it's a fun time to be in sports and to be around. So I will keep you in the know, and I hope to see you all next week.